The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. Today is going to be another episode in my London Marathon training series, and I just wrapped up week five, so I'm really excited to kind of talk about diet today. I know this has been kind of a requested topic, and I've gotten some questions on it, so I'm happy to address it here and just kind of talk about how I go about diet when marathon training. Hello. So like I said, I just wrapped up week five of marathon training and I've gotten into kind of a bad habit of recording these episodes the day before I release them, but I'm just so busy with work and marathon training and just life in general. And I am so excited to kind of talk about diet today because I know that I've gotten some questions on it and I know that it can be kind of a touchy topic. And so I think last year when I was first training for a marathon for my very first time, I kind of went through a lot of trial and error of like trying different methods and testing different like gels and products. And I think there's a lot to be said about like not just kind of going with what is like marketed as like, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of certain brands that people kind of like will lean towards just because like an athlete promotes them or because your favorite runner promotes them. But for me, I find it really important because I have like a bit of a sensitive stomach and I am lactose intolerant. And so I think I had to go through a lot of trial and error and just like trying different sorts of gummies and gels and chewies and like those sorts of things. And I think that that all kind of factors into diet. But then I think that that there's also something to be said about diet when you're not running and you're not, you know, thinking about your pre, during and post run diet. And I think it's really important to have a good healthy, clean diet during the week. But I'm also kind of saying that in a sense that like, I'm not telling you to restrict because I don't believe in restriction. I know that I've spoken a lot about my personal experiences battling an eating disorder and just kind of what that recovery looked like. And I've had guests on to talk about eating disorders, but I think that it's a kind of a tricky slope that you can fall down if you start to restrict. And like, there are certain things that I don't eat during marathon training. And for example, like a big factor for me is not drinking alcohol and just not having alcohol in my diet period. And I really have, I really do believe in it. And I really have seen a lot of improvements in my endurance and my training and my running. And so for that, like that's what I believe in and that's what I'm kind of following. But I'd say that that's the only thing that I'm quote unquote restricting. But when people, like I've gotten some questions around like low carb diets and that if you are training for a marathon is like essentially setting you up for failure. And so if you're not marathon training and you're trying to kind of start out and focus more on diet, but you have a you know, lower intensity workout regime or, you know, you're not really trying to do too much, I think that's okay. But I think carbohydrates are such an essential part of running. And just, you know, if you're going to be running and starting to run longer distances as well, you can truly feel it in your runs if you haven't had enough carbohydrates the night before, or, you know, if you eat before your runs, I know that some people do, some people don't. But for me, it's just, I definitely feel such like, 
a lack of energy and you can have as many gels during your run as well but I think that if you eat properly and like prepare properly, you really do set yourself up for a really successful run and it's such a good feeling afterwards, but there's a lot to be said kind of, you know, with what you eat before, during and after a run. So I think I'll kind of start with what that looks like for me and how I go about that. And then I'll kind of veer into what I eat during the week when I'm just, you know, going to work and I'm not necessarily focusing on my workouts and that sort of a thing. So I'll start with what I eat before a run. And if you are following my daily running vlogs on TikTok. It's literally the same thing every day. And I feel so bad because I feel like every one of these daily running vlogs just seems so similar. But I think for me, it's just that I found what works for me and I just kind of stick with it. And sometimes I'll try new things, but mostly I'll just kind of stick to, you know, what I know will make me feel good during my run, what won't cause an upset stomach and that sort of a thing. And currently that's just having a full whole banana as well as peanut butter. And I typically try and go for peanut butter that is just purely like organic peanut butter, just nuts and no weird oils or ingredients or anything. And then a rice cracker or oatmeal or sweet potato. Sweet potato is something that I have like discovered this year. And if you have not had sweet potato slices with peanut butter, do not knock it until you try it. It is so freaking good. And then almost always, well, no, always I have coffee and I just have French press coffee with oat milk. And sometimes I'll have like some dark chocolate squares or or I'll have some extra fruit if I have extra fruit lying around. And I'm pretty open about this stuff on like these daily running vlogs because I want to be honest about like, this is just me listening to my body. And on some days I am more hungry than others. And for longer runs, I want to have something like oats or sweet potato and not just rice crackers because I know that like a rice cracker will not sustain me for an entire 11 mile run. And It's just kind of thinking about, you know, your future self when you're running and wanting yourself to be as successful as possible. And I think that, you know, there's also something to be said as well about like having clean carbohydrates and almost like relearning that relationship to want to eat carbohydrates. I think there this topic can I could probably go on about it because I was I used to be quite afraid of carbohydrates and that was a big factor in my eating disorder and I just would not eat carbohydrates. I am genuinely surprised that I am not gluten intolerant at this point because I just would not eat carbohydrates for years when I was um, anorexic. And I think it's when you relearn that relationship as well, because in the media, carbohydrates are kind of, they have this really negative kind of sort of limelight, I guess. And I think it's really important to know that there are good carbohydrates for your body, but then there there are also bad carbohydrates. And so like, In that instance, I don't eat like the bad carbohydrates as much. Like I will have fries here and there and I will have, you know, things that aren't necessarily quote unquote clean, but those are also sort of the things that I tend to stay away from. So like, you know, white bread or chips or french fries and like those sorts of things that just probably won't make me feel good and won't actually like help my run very much. But then like, you know, looking on the other side of things, I definitely love having like rice crackers and oatmeal and sweet potato and pasta. And I think pasta is also something that, you know, when you relearn that relationship with carbohydrates can be such a fulfilling experience. And just like going to a restaurant, ordering a bowl of pasta and like knowing that like, you know, this is really going to sustain your swim the next day or your run the next day or whatever big workout you have. And it doesn't even have to be a big workout, but you just like knowing and connecting that like 
this food is going to fuel me for my run and it's good and that you your body needs the fuel your body needs energy is really helpful in kind of reestablishing that relationship so that's what i'll eat pre-run and then during a run it kind of depends on the length of you know how much i'm running and so if it's anything from like a three to maybe like nine mile run i typically won't have anything that i'm like eating i guess i will have like water if it's anything above a six mile run because I think that hydration is super, super important. But I think anywhere from like 10 miles and up, I'll typically have gels with me just in case. And I won't always eat them, but I think just having them just in case is really helpful. But I think a big factor of what I kind of consume during a run, I've learned over time that hydration is so key and so important. And I did an episode a couple of episodes back now about my first kind of in-person race experience post-COVID and this was like almost two months ago at this point and it was just a really negative experience because the more that I reflected on it the more I realized that like I should have just worn my hydration backpack and I was so close to wearing it but for some reason I just didn't and I just kind of running with one of those really small handheld waters and it was just not sustainable for a 13.1 mile run and it may work for some people just having that small water bottle but I think everyone's body is kind of different and so and this day in particular was like just happened to be one of the first warmer days kind of in spring and I just wasn't expecting the heat and I was so used to training for this half marathon in colder winter weather and so I was just not prepared for the heat I did not have the proper hydration and I for some reason decided to eat my gels prior to the run which was also just not helpful and so I think again it's just such a massive like trial and error sort of system when you start you know training and going for like longer distance runs and whatnot and so just kind of figuring out what works for you but I if I'm honest though I think this is so weird and I was like not going to say this but I kind of want to just put this in here because I'm not sure if anyone if there's any other runners that feel this way but I think a big factor of why I didn't wear my hydration backpack that day was like I didn't want to look like a wuss I guess if that makes sense and I was like oh it's just a half marathon and I don't need to like bring a hydration backpack like you know hydration backpacks are only for like marathons and I don't know where I got this idea in my head but there is like I, I don't I think that I've heard of like runners having like different sorts sorts of insecurities around like how fast you run obviously and like other sorts of things and like what you look like when you're running and I could probably do a whole episode on that as well because I definitely feel those and they're really hard to overcome but I think that this was like some sort of an insecurity that I was like I wanted to look like I was tough and that I didn't need to carry a whole backpack with me and it's not even that big of a backpack the one that I have so the more that I again reflect on it I'm just like I don't know why I was so worried about what other people thought of me but if I just brought my hydration backpack, I probably would have gotten a better time and just felt better overall because I felt like absolute crap during the run. And I just, I was ready to throw in the towel, honestly, at like mile three. And I was just so tired and I was so dehydrated and just did not feel very good at all. And then post-run. So this is a really important part of kind of diet that I think a lot of people or runners will like neglect. But I think for me, especially after a long run, if you don't have electrolytes, I always just immediately feel like such shit. And I think the feeling that I can 
compare it most to is honestly like a hungover feeling. And it's super weird because like clearly I'm not drinking for marathon training, but I think that if you don't hydrate enough during your run, and even if you do, I think it's just really easy to feel that really like sluggish, headachey, kind of just like gross, heavy feeling, I guess. It's a very like particular feeling, but I always will have an electrolyte tablet after my longer runs. And I just find that that helps me feel a lot better. And sometimes I need to nap, but I think that long runs can definitely take it out of you. So I think like also kind of following up your runs with like good, clean carbohydrates as well as protein is super important. I am kind of going through a stage of just being super, super into boiled eggs. And so I'll just have boiled eggs ready to go in the fridge. So I might just have that with like fruit, really into mango at the moment. I'm typically a watermelon gal in the summer, but this summer, I guess I'm into mangoes. But yeah, I also like to just kind of snack um, on different sorts of things. But I think that that kind of carries into what I eat during the week. And so I'll kind of move over into, I guess, like what I'll eat during the week and kind of what my diet looks looks like when it's not linked to running. And so I think typically I'll go on like my morning runs during the week and I'll have like what I said pre-run. And then um, if it's typically I don't run very long runs during the week just because I don't have as much time in the morning. And so I will come back and typically have like some more coffee, a piece of fruit and like eggs kind of while I'm getting ready. I think healthy fats are really important as well. And I go through so many avocados, so much nut butter. And I think that's a big staple of just like keeping yourself fuller for longer as well. But I think then I will typically try and prepare lunches for work. And that typically looks like chopped up sweet potato with kale and like turkey steak or chicken or tuna, Um, just kind of like getting that protein as well as some greens in as well as carbohydrates and cooking with like olive oil. So making sure that I still get those healthy fats in. And then dinners, I'm really into like roasting vegetables and like sweet potato and meats or fish. And so I think I love making like a big platter of just a bunch of chopped up vegetables and sweet potato and then adding in some sort of like a protein. And sometimes that sometimes some nights I get really lazy and I just fry up an egg. And so my diet changes quite often. And then I always love to end the night with some sort of a dessert and dessert for me essentially is like frozen fruit. So like frozen berries with like cacao sprinkled over it with like drizzled nut butter or like, I don't know, just like fruits. And so I think and then always, always, always have to have dark chocolate. And I am such a weirdo. I am really into like 90% to like 100% dark chocolate. I think that that's like a very random, interesting fact about me is that like my preference of dark chocolate is like very unique. And I don't think I've met anyone yet that um, also shares that preference, but that is kind of what I will go through in a week. And those are kind of what my days look like. And so in listening to this, I hope that you know that you don't have to eat like this and you don't need to eat a certain way if you want to look a certain way because I think at the end of the day it's just really important to eat what makes your body feel good and make sure that you are getting enough food and nutrients throughout the day and just making sure that you are listening to your body. But yeah, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. I have a link in the top of the show notes that is directly to my Boston Children's Hospital fundraiser as I'm running with the Miles for Miracles team in the London Marathon this year. And I would love if you would check that out, share it, donate to it. It would be amazing. And otherwise, I will leave links to all of the social media for the podcast, including the Instagram and TikTok. But otherwise, I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.